Welcome to the Hatter's Effect. I am Rory. I'm here with the lovely April Trueblood. Hi, April. Hi. Hi. This is episode three. Yes. No, my God, it's episode four. Is it? Yep. Ah. Yep. Boy, episodes fly when you're having fun. They really do. And speaking of having fun, um, maybe we should debrief about what we just went through minutes ago. Speaking of flying. Speaking of flying. Yeah, time was flying, but also kites were flying because as we've been promising for a few weeks now, um, as we check off things off the Outer Banks bucket list, which is sort of the, in the inception or the seed of this podcast so far, um, we promised that we were going to fly a kite. Yeah, we not only flew a kite, we flew two kites. We flew $70 worth of kites. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to support local businesses. Yes, that's us. Also, I was in a hurry and I didn't have time to look for the cheap ones. So yes, we we flew we flew two kites. That's a lot of material we had in the air. It is for however long, and yep. some ribbons as yep. well. Yep, some nylon, some plastic, some string. So uh, I let April, April, I let you choose the kites. Yes. And why don't you just tell me what what you selected? Well, I was really drawn to the unicorn with wings kite and the pig with wings kite. Uh, I really did see the unicorn with wings for Rory. Yeah, and so unicorn with wings, because that's not, unicorns don't just have wings. No, this is Even a hybrid. Even unicorns don't exist, we still, Stop. by their characteristics. <laughs> You've seen a unicorn? I mean, just because okay. I haven't seen it. Okay, but, <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So unicorns are without wings, but this particular unicorn had wings mostly because he's also part kite. Yes. Part Pegasus, I guess. Yeah, part Pegasus. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hybrid. Definitely yeah. a hybrid. He was a eunuch horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which doesn't I don't. Make... <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm going to reserve judgment on that one. Yeah, for later. Yeah, I didn't. I went. I took Latin, but it's not adding <laughs> up right now. <laughs> yeah, so he only has one corn. One That's corn. The unicorn only has one corn. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And it's a unique corn. Oh my gosh. Oh God. You were, you were born for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we had the winged unicorn and the flying pig. Yes, the flying pig. And what other, what options? We went to Kitty Hawk Kites in uh, Kinnikey. In Avon. In, yep. in Avon. Yep, yep, yep. And selected that. Um, they have a massive amount of kites, which is I think why I just ended up grabbing two I, I, you know, I've got a little, a little attention. I have a focusing problem, mm. and I was overwhelmed by the sheer number of kites in there. And so I looked up for, I looked up at the, um, you know, the uh, ones that they've opened the samples, and I thought, huh, that looks good. That looks good. Yeah. Also, I need some sunblock. So it was wow. an expensive day, but I felt okay about it. <laughs> you could have, you could have fooled me. Like you could have been like. I carefully went through each kite, and these are the ones that like represented our dynamics the most. I mean, um, I think they did. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I, like... I didn't overthink it. 
I barely thought it at all. I went with I my mean, gut. I mean, they didn't have any of like the band members from The Cure or nope. anything like that. No, that would have been great for me. Yeah, yeah. Or there was no Devo kites. Nope, no Devo. There should be some Devo kites. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just thought of a new business. <laughs> new business idea. 80s kites? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. All right, don't tell anyone. Yeah. Edit this out, please. It's just a- no, we're not going to do Patent that. pending. <laughs> That's our intellectual property, folks. <laughs> 80s kites is our thing. You heard it here first. Uh-huh. We'll sue you. Yes. Uh, so we, we named our kites. I, I got the pig kite, the flying pig. You got the flying uh, unicorn pegasus hybrid. Mm-hmm. And you named yours. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, which I just think is a wonderful name for it. Is, and it's actually a cultural reference. Is it? To There's this um, wonderful YouTube cartoon it's very short. It's a series of YouTube videos called uh, Unicorn Planet. <laughs> and I'm going to like the... So there's several unicorns um, on Unicorn Planet. There's Feathers, Cadillac, and Tom Cruise are the oh, three. Oh, man. The three. It's almost like My Little Pony, but, you know, uh, perverted and obscure. Okay. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I chose my favorite of the three unicorns from Unicorn Planet. Which Tom one Cruise. is? Oh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. I was going to say that you uh, you kind of had me at the second one. A Cadillac. Cadillac. You had me at Cadillac. The, the theme song is like, talking about feathers. Ooh, ooh, Cadillac <laughs> and Tom Cruise. Yeah, it sounds great. It is. It's wonderful. <laughs> getting to know you better and better. Yeah, I'll share that with you and with the listeners as well. They should check that out. Wonderful. And then you chose. Well, I first named my pig Oscar Wilde, and then I changed my mind and named him Fiona Apple. Okay. Yeah. And you went away from Oscar Wilde, I presume, because Oscar sounded too much like Oscar Mayer? Yeah, well, when you said it sounded like Oscar Mayer, I just, I suddenly felt terrible. For the pig. For the pig. But then when you went with Fiona Apple, we still... I know. It was a a luau move. (laughs) We're still imagining the apple in the pig's mouth. Yes. So, uh, and you know, that's what, here's what I have to say. Sorry, pigs. Whether I eat you or not, I'm still going to imagine you roasted up. No. Oh, no, no. (laughs) I imagine feeding my friend, the pig, an apple. Have you ever fed a pig an buddy. apple? No, but I'm pretty sure if I offered one, he'd take it. Yeah. Yeah. I think pigs will wolf down just about anything. I have a soft spot for pigs in my heart because, you know, they're one of those one of those uh, members of the animal king- kingdom that that feels empathy across species. Really? Which is, which is, you know, not super common. Yeah. It's like whales, elephants, pigs, and humans. Yeah. I don't even know if... Uh, the great apes, possibly. Got you. And it's one of the few species, not few, but one of the species on the planet that we have chosen to exploit on the highest level in history. So I could see having some, some compassion for them. Yes, i got to rethink my whole diet now. Oh, <laughs> well, you don't want to eat apples anymore? <laughs> no more apples. <laughs> well, we could talk about how the kiting went, but this is probably a good time to point out that Ironically enough, so we chose to fly the kites at the Pheasanton Center in, here in the heart of Buxton, um, right there by the skate park and the baseball field. Um, but it is incidentally also right across the street from Diamond Shoals Restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think we started flying the pig kite at the exact moment that someone threw maybe a, a, at least a pound of bacon yes. onto the flat top. Yes. <laughs> so just at the exact moment that Fiona was taking flight, the wafting smells of bacon came right across the road in the same direction as the wind, filled both our nostrils. It was a beautiful moment. 
Uh, it was something, that is for sure. <laughs> I, I was wondering if it was like psychosomatic. Like for a second, oh, yeah. I'm like, am I only smelling bacon because I'm uh, tossing a fake guy in there? I mean, it could have been psychosomatic and we were just both on that wavelength mm -hmm. at that moment. True. Do you also think it was it was kind of funny how easily the pig flew? The pig was a good flyer. And the the reason that a flying pig kite even exists is like when pigs fly, right? Yes. Implying that a pig could not fly. Right. But that baby, I mean, I I want to give credit where credit's due to your kiting skills. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yes. And, um, but that thing just shot right up there, mm -hmm. and maybe it was this the greasy smell of bacon that helped to <laughs> loft it up in the air. Yeah, he's so like, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> She, she. She, I'm out of here. <laughs> There's no bacon in heaven. There's <laughs> <laughs> not. Um, tell, why don't you tell me, you were mentioning that you had a history with kites throughout your life. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when I was a kid, um, I, I was, uh, you know, I just kind of had to make my own entertainment. And so I was uh, constantly making kites out of garbage bags and sticks. And then I would just walk down close to the river, fly kites. I just loved it. There was it. no YouTuber Google to teach you how to make a kite. No. Um, maybe Highlights Magazine. Did you have that? Uh, it could have come out of something like Highlights Magazine. It's possible. I did have Highlights Magazine. Did you? Mm-hmm. Fun with a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So you Changed found a purpose with your fun, and that yeah. was taking trash bags and yeah. making little kites. Yeah. And do you remember having success? Yeah. Or just having fun? No, uh, both. I was... Very good at it. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I was a very good kite builder. Mm. As we were saying early, I think I probably am in the lineage of the Wright brothers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely probably not, but it just makes me feel important to say. I feel like we're going to need to superimpose some like old-timey mustaches onto ourselves for any pictures. Oh, I can do that. From the kites. Mm -hmm. Is mm -hmm. a thing you can do? Yeah. I can do it too, yeah. but let's let you do it. Either way. So um, I'm building up your kiting history so that we have an understanding about how well, this day really Then I got out. accepted to Princeton, which has a great <laughs> kite making and kite flying program. And you got your doctorate. I got my doctorate. Uh, um, and uh, from there, I just thought it was only natural that I should move to the Outer Banks. I mean, mm. it's like a mecca for people who love kites. Yeah. And... Uh, early planes, early plane craft. Uh-huh. I feel like you're being a little sarcastic right Well, now. I'm not being sarcastic, but I am definitely lying. <laughs> <laughs> and you're lying because I, once Tom Cruise and I, my winged unicorn kite, tried to take to the sky. I did not have nearly as much ease or success as you did. I think that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, and I just don't understand that. You know, a pig is so much heavier than a, maybe not, than a unicorn. <laughs> maybe not. No. No. They're just uh, noted for being heavy creatures, whereas unicorns are. Yeah, especially Pegasus unicorns. You'd yeah. think they'd just whoosh, take right to the sky. Yeah. I would think that even if, when, I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when science does give us winged pigs, <laughs> they're not going to fly gracefully. No. They're going to be like albatrosses. Do they not fly gracefully? Oh, they don't land gracefully. I know that. Oh, okay. But no, I get At what you mean. At least that. They won't I land gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> get what you mean. Yeah. 
Or they'll be like um, like a kiwi. Or what are the turkey vultures? That's what a that's what a flying pig would fly like. Oh, do they fly badly? I feel like they fly badly. Yeah. Oh. I feel like the turkey vultures fly like a kite that you're having a hard time keeping in the air. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> it turns out that's how unicorns fly. Not very well. They do little half figure eights. Hard and fast, right down on the concrete of the skate park, and yeah. nearly break their little wings off. Yeah, they seem to enjoy it though. Yeah. They kept doing it over and over. And big shout out to Kitty Hawk Kites for like engineering kites that aren't gonna uh, break on their first smash to the ground. Because yeah. I know, in my limited experience as a child with kites, that's what happened. They yeah. had the little wooden sticks. Yeah, that, they those, break. those little flimsy dowel rods. It was over. Yeah. One little crash and. Bye-bye kite. Sometimes putting the kite together, you yeah. snap the dial rod. Yeah. Also, I should point out that I did hit you with my kite at one point, and yeah. it, it didn't hurt you. Didn't hurt. Nothing got broken. And the two kites collided in some sort of battle moment that I was really feeling the passive-aggressive undercurrent from Tom Cruise <laughs> on that one. Maybe it was because your pig wasn't wearing a mask. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, that's not a good way to get my pig to join Scientology. Fighting with my pig in the sky. I think your pig would get an easy pass into the Scientological community, though. Yeah? It's the kind of, it's got the kind of personality that Scientology is looking for. I don't know how to take that, Rory. <laughs> I mean, I don't want my pig to join Scientology. Okay. Because you're worried that. I've seen too many documentaries. Yeah. Dianetics. Yeah. I remember commercials for L. Ron Hubbard's book, Dianetics, when I was a child. Oh, because of the volcano. Yeah. How could you forget it? Yeah. I yeah. was like, what is this? Yeah. I was like, Mom, can we get this book? No. Yeah, I never understood <laughs> why, which made it all the more alluring. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure if I actually asked my mom, but she would have... I think I was like um, into the idea of Scientology being for me until Tom Cruise got on board. <laughs> Thank God Tom Cruise got on board. Oh, man, no offense to any Scientologists out there. Mm. Um, it's true. I didn't realize that I might be being um, discriminatory. Same. You can believe what same. you like. Same. And I don't mean to shame anyone for thinking whatever they want. Absolutely. All I'm saying is the volcano on the cover of Dianetics is appealing. Very memorable. Good job. Yes. Yes. Well well done, L. Ron Hubbard. Well played. And so that's what I'm trying to say, that you're... Flying pig has the same gravitas. <laughs> gravitas. As an erupting, <laughs> as an erupting <laughs> volcano on the cover of a philosophical uh, treatise. Yes. Okay. Okay. I see it now. Yeah, I see it now. <laughs> All right. Good. So, good times. <laughs> Edit that out, please. <laughs> no, let's fade it for sure. Um, when I went to pick up the kites, there was this really nice young man who helped me uh, to figure out if these kites would fly with the amount of wind we have today. And he also gave me this um, kite flying guide. Which you did not reveal to me before we flew the kites. No, when we were done, I picked this up and said, So you read this in your car? Have, no, I didn't. I didn't. I had not read it. Okay. I have not read it at all till right now, except when I opened well, you it. You gleaned it. Did you glean it? 
No, I've, I grabbed this and thought, this will be great for us to okay. talk about after we're so done. So you learned it through osmosis while I, you were driving. Oh, I see what you're getting at. You think I cheated. That's how you got the upper hand. <laughs> I'm not saying it was a competition. It certainly wasn't. And I had a wonderful time. But I was surprised that you're flying pig. I thought I had this kite skills that necessary. It's because you, you picked the more beautiful kite. And sometimes the more beautiful... Hmm. thing will let you down. Is there a fable about that one? Probably. Is it something about a crow and some cheese? <laughs> and <a fox? laughs> anyway. Or is it the frog and the scorpion? No, that one's not it either. You're the crow. It's That's sort of I'm like saying. a reverse ugly duckling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, this says, common kite issues to avoid. Avoid getting knots. You should not get knots. hey In the line. <laughs> It hurts the integrity of the line. Oh, well, that's not a really valid thing that's going to keep it from flying then. That's just going to make the line snap. Don't cross lines of single line kites when flying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Duh. (laughs) Um, If your kite spins when the wind is not over 18 miles per hour, your tail is too short. If it spins when the wind is not over, I'm, I'm getting lost in the details there. A short tail can cause your kite to spin. I don't think the kite was spinning. No. Yours yours was just mainly flying upside down. It occasionally (laughs) flew upside down. Oh, yeah, man. There are different kinds of knots to know. Boy, this is fantastic. And look at the little girl on the front. She's flying her kite. She's got one leg in the air. She's kicking. She's dancing while flying the kite. She sure is. She's having no problem. She's strolling along the sound side, it looks like. What, does she have the string tied to her finger? Yep, her middle finger. No, wait, that's her first finger. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. But the, with how confident she is, it might as well be around her middle finger. I'm pretty sure she's that confident because this is photoshopped. <laughs> that is definitely adding to her confidence. <laughs> the fact that she does not really have a kite on her finger. Right. Mm-hmm. I, well, I think that my anger that I just expressed towards the girl on the front of the kite guide expresses shows that I am a little demoralized right now. Well, I mean, also, you've been out in the hot sun. You know, it's humid out there. We were over by a bunch of concrete. I'm not used to just having the smell of pork products hit me in the face like that. I know, me either. <laughs> Usually I know if somebody is cooking bacon. <laughs> I was, it was distracting, for sure. Yeah. Although, I might not have noticed it if you hadn't pointed it out on account of my focusing issues. Uh-huh. But I was really glad that you pointed it out. It, it, was, a, it was actually a relevant part of our experience. Well, one of the lessons I think I might have learned here is um, that maybe we should have gone to the beach. Right, because we did have to be really careful about you know, power lines, but also there are lots of lights on poles and fences and the actual skate park itself is elevated and I kept hitting it with my pig. Um, (laughs) On the beach, it's probably a little easier. Uh, Having done this, in the previous podcast, you you said that when you have renters at your um, Airbnb that this is one of the most common things you suggest that they do. Yeah, Go fly a kite. It's true. I might just go leave the pig in the condo. That's a good idea. Yeah. Not the unicorn, though. I want my runners to be happy. I'll leave the unicorn for my runners. <laughs> Do it. I want them to be confused and waste a lot of time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't want them to get the experience over with too quickly. 
It's true. <laughs> That's one thing that I will say that flying a kite certainly does do. It passes the time. That it does. I was really into it, though. I had fun. Yeah. Especially once your pig was up in the air and I was filming it and had those lovely clouds behind it. Mm -hmm. And it was just up there. Mm -hmm. And the woman here at this small motel was singing the Let's Go Fly a Kite song from Mary Poppins. She was, yeah. Which is one of my favorite songs in that movie. Oh, good, yes. I feel like you and she, actually, I feel like you and both of them would probably have a great time together. Yeah. Laura and her husband, Rob, the owners of the Swell Motel. I'm an acquired taste. I, she might need a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. Well, I, I, I don't think that is really completely true. Uh, I mean, I think for someone to truly appreciate who you are, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you're entertaining for anybody who has uh, the pleasure of being in your presence. Oh, thanks very much. On some level. You hear that, cats in, in the gallery? Yeah, the cats love you. They talk about you all the time. Oh, really? They don't seem impressed. They're they're obsessed, but they just play it cool because they're cats. Yeah, good when, for them. When you leave, though, man, they got their little paws up oh, on the door. Yeah, they're sweating. Yeah, they're like, where did Rory go? <laughs> um, Rory, I just, I don't know if you know this. I'm a little shy about telling you this, but you are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> <laughs> you are the wind beneath my pig's wings. <laughs> did I ever tell you you're my hero? Oh. You're everything I would like to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can fly higher than that unicorn because yeah, you are the one. Oh, <laughs> I can fly my, higher than Tom Cruise can. <laughs> Which is ironic because Tom Cruise is lined up to be the first actor to film a scene in outer space. Did you know that? I did not know that, but that does not surprise me. No, it doesn't that surprise sounds me very him. What 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 movie is it? Is Elon Musk the producer? It's the Elon Musk biopic. Is it really? He's, no. <laughs> Boy, that would be fun. I think he'd play that part very well. Yeah. Um. Maybe he wouldn't. He's a little. Oh, I think he was Tom Cruise. Who who better to play Elon Musk than Tom Cruise? I think. Ah. Uh, I just feel like Tom Cruise is so intense and focused. And Elon Musk is kind of all over the place. Oh, okay. But anyway, he's... A, he's Tom Cruise has range. He'll be fine. He does have range. For, speaking of range, again, he's going to friggin' this uh, outer space. I might have read that there was like a Russian that m beat him to it, that this has happened, that somebody filmed something, but... Oh, what? Anyways, the point is... One of the astronauts took his iPhone up there. Yeah, right, exactly, technically. Okay. Yeah. this. Sputnik, sons of guns. <laughs> now they got to take the whole crew up there. <laughs> the key grip, the gaffer, right. whatever else is involved Lots in making a movie. Things, yeah. They got to take like a tractor trailer size. And craft services. Craft services has to go. <laughs> Hair and makeup. <laughs> Costumes. Right. Okay. Tom rules deep, as we well know. So what is the movie? Do you remember? Did I? I don't know what it's called. Um, but... There's, a, you know, an added irony to the fact that my, you know, they say when, you know, there's an added irony to the fact that my Pegasus, <laughs> Unicorn Pegasus, named Tom Cruise, couldn't even get to the top but, of the trees. But what about, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you think about the Muppet Show, they had that segment called Pigs in, in Space. Oh, so, yeah. You know, I, Pigs are always coming out on top. That's true. Except at the slaughterhouse. Oh, God, pigs in space. I mean, when have you ever heard of a unicorn slaughterhouse? So, really, 
Mm. It doesn't pay to be a winner. You're just going to get, you might want to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to talk about eating unicorn meat. <laughs> Voldemort did it in Harry Potter, but you're, did not, he into, really? you're not into Harry Potter. Actually, well, he just drank their blood. Oh, I hope he used all the parts of the unicorn, at least mm-hmm. like that. Voldemort just wanted the blood, and that's it. Yeah, he, he didn't really care about, you know, about the animal kingdom or the earth or yeah. the environment. Even the imaginary animal kingdom. He was not an environment guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, don't know anything about Voldemort. Never saw that. I can't movies. believe it. Do you think you will never watch them? I think I watched where he like lived under the staircase, and then the uh, hag 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 came and got him, <laughs> and they went to the train station. I was like, "Oh, I'm good. Hag- I'm good. Thank you. Hag-wold. Thank you very much." Why? <laughs> These movies are awesome. The books. Are I'm awesome. not big on whenever someone gets swept away to an enchanted land with its own rules. No. No. You didn't like um, Labyrinth. Uh, yeah, but I was eight at the time that I liked Labyrinth. Wow. <laughs> Didn't Harry Potter get started when you were eight? And so, like, now I have tons of nostalgia for Labyrinth, and I think the art of the film is great. Just Jim Henson's creature, what's it called? Um, creatures. I can't remember. David Bowie was in it. Anyways, it's Jim Henson's amazing puppeteering and awesome work, and it's Bowie. Yeah. So we're not going to, those are apples and oranges to compare the Harry Potter films. Yeah, but yes, Labyrinth is a fantasy film. We should, we should at some point talk about Harry Potter. Not now. It's too much to talk about. <laughs> but it has some merits I think you can appreciate. Other than just popularity. Well, it's filled with a lot of my favorite actors. Yeah. Alan Rickman, mm-hmm. John Hurt. Isn't it right? John Hurt? Wait, who's John Hurt? No, not William Hurt. John Hurt is, he's like from like uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. John Hurt. Um, Also, uh, Sir John Vincent Hurt. That's him. Oh, he played Caligula. Yeah, indeed. Man for All Seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. And he played Raskolnikov in a TV, made-for-TV BBC version of Crime and Punishment and just knocked it out of the park. And I can't find that version anymore. So if anyone out there has the BBC TV version from the 1980s of John Hurt as Raskolnikov, let me know. I got, I'd love to get a copy of that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think probably most people... Yeah, someone's got that laying around. It was probably in the dollar bin at Walmart for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, that that face, I recognize that face. Although, I bet, oh, Mr. Ollivander. He plays Mr. Ollivander. Okay, there you go. Okay. Um, so anyways, there are good reasons to watch it. And also, I w- don't want to take pride in not having seen it either. That's having a relationship with the film as well. So I'll watch it and, you know. Be- what you're doing right now is you're saying, I'll watch it, but then you're just like, I'm not going to watch it. Well, because I don't, I don't want anyone to think that I'm taking a strong stand against watching Harry Potter. I'm not taking a strong stance against watching Harry Potter. I just haven't gotten around to it. And the time, the one time I did give it a shot, I was like, I probably just got bored and fell asleep or something. Yeah. And at that time, there was only one Harry Potter movie. I didn't expect that there would be a whole anthology of films that I would have to like be um, 
proficient in the references of to get by in the internet culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You don't care about getting by in the internet culture. Yeah, but they're talking about quid, Quidditch and, oh, yeah. you know, whether you're a... Yeah, the uh, snitch, whether you're a Hufflepuff yeah, or see? a Ravenclaw. God, I have to, like, infer what all this stuff means. He didn't even know that Voldemort drank unicorn blood and why that was that. significant. Right. <laughs> Who was the half-blood prince? No clue. I don't ah, know. I'd know. Yeah. How can a goblet even hold fire? Don't know. Uh, <laughs> see, there's a lot I'm missing out on, I guess. But yeah. th- I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking that we should start a segment on the podcast about movies in particular because you know I love movies you and do. I love talking about mm-hmm. them. Um, but also, there's a lot of films, just like we've started the OBX playlist, um, there's a lot of films that have connections, it, whether they are abstract or not for me personally about the island, but also just in general um, related to the region or the island. Mm-hmm. For example, did you know there's a film called The Court Martial of Billy Mitchell? No. Yes. So it's the story of Billy Mitchell. And do you know who plays Billy Mitchell? Who? John Gary. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Who? Gary Cooper. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder how many people know that. Or is it just something that only you know? Like it's, the last movie you little, were talking about. They have, <laughs> <laughs> they have a little movie poster for it, I think, down at the graveyard of the Atlantic Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if how easily I can get my hands on that particular film. Um, but there's also ones like I recently watched like um, Roman Polanski's film Pirate, uh-huh. which is not a good movie. No? Uh, no. But it has like a lot of promise. At the, like the first sequence of Roman Plancy's Pirates is very good, but it also really evokes the same sort of ethos of piratism that we apply to like Ocracoke and the region. And mm-hmm. you know, we have a storied history with piracy yes. and all yep. that kind of stuff. Um, and it like seems to be going in that direction for a little bit. And Walter Matthau plays a pirate <laughs> in it, which is like horrible casting. But just for those That's first hilarious. five minutes of the film, the, he's kind of doing it right. And then it turns south. It turns south, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was thinking that maybe, I don't know, one of us could bring a movie to the table. It'll probably end up being me. But That's I'll make fine. you watch a movie. Yeah, I'll watch them. And we'll talk about it. And in return... I'll watch the Harry Potter films. Okay. Well, okay. How about that? Boy, you're a clever negotiator. Yes, that sounds good. Is that a deal? Mm-hmm. Good. Um, have you seen the Pirates of the Caribbean films? Yeah, yeah. I loved those. Do you watch them all? Uh, yes. Cool. I think I have as well. I yeah. like them. I remember when the first one came out, I didn't know anything about it, and I went to the theater in Avon to watch it with, oh, wow. with some friends, and everyone dressed up as pirates except me. Uh, I didn't really, uh, maybe I was just kind of late to the game, so I swung into, like, the dollar store and picked up one of those um, plastic crabs. If you squeeze it, it squeaks, and I just wore it on my shoulder. <laughs> like, it was my parrot. Nice. And every time something in the movie happened that involved a crab getting hurt or something, the crab would squeal, and everybody thought it was funny. You squeezed the... I squeezed them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I squeezed them. It was interactive. It was Good like job. It was like a... The Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show, except for not. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if we had like our, our own little island movie that we all watched and made little squeezy crab noises? Good yeah. job. Yeah. Kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah. 
And also maybe people will have recommendations about what kind of films um, relate to the island for them and stuff like that. I think that could be really fun, like Castaway. Castaway. I was actually thinking about Life of Pi. Oh, there you go. Even though that's very Pacific still. Yeah. Specifically Pacific. It's, it's specifically specific <laughs> as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or like uh, The Perfect Storm did not happen here, but that no, is our ocean. We can certainly relate, yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah, well, I think that would be a fun thing to do. So stay tuned for that. Master and Commander. Oh, Far Side of the World, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just reading about that film because it came out like the same weekend. Or Pirates in the Caribbean was still in theaters making, it was like number one in the box office still, and, Lo- and Return of the King, the third of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Boy, came out the next weekend. That was a big week. And so it just didn't stand a chance. But it was great. It's a great movie. If and you best, haven't seen Master and Commander. Best in the theater. Oh, I did not see it in the theater. Sorry, it was terrible in the theater. It was, it was, it was ten times worse than <laughs> you imagine Harry Potter is. <laughs> but really, it's, it's, it's great in the theater. Or maybe just on a big TV. Sit real close to it. You feel like you're in the water. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Cool. Well, stay tuned for that segment. And yeah. I'm, I think that Master and Commander should be on the list. I should, we should rewatch that because that's a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, we should probably wrap it up here. And sure. we, we really didn't get too much into the Outer Banks bucket list this time, but that's fine. And we, we did a little just reporting on our own experiences, which was great. Yes, and I, think I think that's just as fun. Yes. Um, one thing I can see here that we could probably knock off that's a real simple one next week is number 12, which is sample local Kill Devil Rum. Okay. We talked about it. Let's just, we'll scoop a bottle up. That's the kind of thing that's going to be easy for us during this busy summertime. This is going to be a funny podcast. That's going to be the right one. I think we should make Dark and Stormy. He's just putting that out okay. there. Okay. Yeah. Like you that. don't have to talk me into that. Yeah. I don't it's know if they light. have Dark Rum though, but we can make Light and Stormies. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Or, or some uh, Hurricanes. We can put some Worcestershire sauce in it. Dark and stormy. Wow, dark and stormy chilada is what that would become. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't follow my advice on that. Right. All right, April, thank you, as always, for joining thank me. Thank you. And it's wonderful uh, hanging out with you. Back at you. I'm looking forward to next time. Thanks. Me too. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.